0: Welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine,
1: and I'm Danny Murphy. You know we're your partners in wine, crime, time, all the rhymes. We are. We
0: are. Honestly, I not so much wine these days. I feel like, but no, all the rest. Yeah,
1: I don't drink, and I we rhyme. Yes, we do rhyme. And we, it's true. We all spend time in this never-ending circle game of life. <laughs> okay, Joni Mitchell.
0: <laughs> uh, what a what a, a treasure she truly is. Oh my god, yes. Slash was at the Grammys.
1: Well, I know. Slash was when I saw her live at Newport Folk Festival, which <gasps> she won the Grammy for.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I know. You witness history. I, I, I folk out sometimes. You folk out.
0: <laughs> do they sell shirts there that say, like, go folk yourself? I feel like they should.
1: It's – do they? No, they're, It's everyone's a little too sincere for that there, I mm, think. Fair. It's very much like Newport Folk shirts and, like – Reusable water bottles, which I like, we love. Oh, like the boxed so it's very water. much not box water. No, oh, okay. it's like um not like yet. a hydro flask, uh, kind of something like that. I hope it's whatever doesn't have lead in it. Um, oh yeah, because <laughs> who knows? But no, um, you know I've never had a Stanley. I I just oh no, <laughs> have one right here. No, well I just I, I prefer. Yes, sorry. S- smaller water bottles to refill over time. Because oh, the Stanley I'm just lazy. always was so daunting to me. Yeah. That's fair.
0: So I'm lazy, number one. I don't like getting up. But <laughs> number two, not to be that person, but I did get this like a couple of years ago. And it just happens to be pink. But oh, now I'm okay, like, wow. Oh, okay, so ahead of the trend. I was. Who knew? But yes. it's like this thing you can't bring anywhere because it just gets way too heavy. But this is my good desk water because you could just sit there and that- like, chug from it.
1: I guess that's the thing. And that's where I've and we'll get into the topic in a minute. But um, I feel that's the thing where I when I have a reasonable water bottle, I just like my one thing. I'm a restyle. So I'm like, how would I bring that to the gym and then no. like to work and everything? And then people are like, no, it's the home one. And then you have another one for I'm like, no, I feel like I'm having multiple I need to have four water bottles to live my life.
0: It is too much. I mean, I feel like I just you keep I just keep getting water bottles for free. Like any event you go to, I feel like that's the swag. I don't think I yes. bought a water, like a reusable water bottle, ever. So that's why I have six hundred million of them.
1: That's very fair.
0: But otherwise, yes, it, it does kind of defeat the purpose.
1: Because I'm just like now I don't. and then you just have them like taking up so much space and it's it's it's. But you know, hydration. That girl is key.
0: <laughs> hydration is key. I feel like I got low level scammed the other night. Um, actually last night because. I was going back from like the financial district and it okay. should have been a tw- like a 20-minute ride if I had um, paid for just a regular Uber. It was $30. But then they said an Uber pool
1: was no.
0: $20 and it was only going to take 10 minutes more at most. So Sarah. I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll take the risk. And then I was also like, we're right by the highway. Who like who are they going to feasibly pick up? Okay, no, mm-hmm. I was scammed. I scammed myself, but I also got scammed. So first of all, we get on the highway and then they take us off the highway to like pick someone up in Fideye. And I was like, are you guys fucking serious? And then that person cancels. Then we pick somebody else up in like East Village, like Lower East area, and then drop them off in like Turtle Bay area, like East Oh my Midtown. God,
1: you're doing, you're literally, we're taking a local train.
0: Yes, at that fucking, well, it gets worse because oh, no. then then the app, I was supposed to get home by like. At first when I booked it, it said 12.10 a.m. at the latest, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Then it's 12.14, and they're then they're like, okay, you're going to get home in five minutes, and I'm like, that's literally impossible because we are like 80 blocks from where I live, but sure. Then we go pick up somebody else. I'm like, are you fucking serious? There's two people? Uh- like, this is like a caravan at this point. What's going on? So yeah, then I feel like I got home. Like 20 minutes later than I was supposed to. It took literally double the time. I was just like, this is the last time I take Uberpool ever, ever. And it was
1: ever, a ten dollar save?
0: Yeah. Well, so then I was like, this is ridiculous. Like if the estimate had been accurate, I obviously would not have booked an Uber yeah. pool. And also, how are you booking a second person after I'm already supposed to be back? Like, what are you and then the Uber app is such a scam because you like it's basically now it's all these pre-filled options and you just have to like click what your problem is and then it's kind of like a choose your own adventure novel Mm -hmm. but like my friend said this but choose your own gaslighting because you click the option (coughs) and then it's like you know you got charged too much for your ride actually no you didn't okay back to home and then it's like click and there's no option for like my ride took way too fucking long um and my driver was great and i gave him five stars and you know like a big tip so i was not gonna claim a problem with the driver because it was not his fault so then i'm just like okay trying to click through all these pre-made options none of them really fit finally i try to just get someone's attention so i just (laughs) at 1am yes i'm like you guys charged me too much and then finally like someone in the chat bot replies and they're like hey uh we reviewed it no we didn't and i'm like no i understand you did not however what i'm actually trying to tell you about is the fact that the ride took so much longer than it was supposed to, and not because of traffic, because you guys kept booking people in the ride. Yes. Anyway, so they gave me a $5 credit eventually. Okay.
1: <laughs> now, two things with that. Yes. Well, three things. I used to love Uber Pool, but me too. before, back in the day, Uber Pool used to actually be a really good discount. And it's now true. I feel it's, I think Ubers are just more expensive now. Yeah. So even the discount, I'm like, that's still insane. Right. Um. My other thing You're is, right. is it the Uber? Apps these people because, like, you know how? Because I'll be when I'm in an Uber ride or a Lyft ride or a ride share of any ride, you know, we'll take anybody. Yes. The driver has to accept all the ones. So if he's just like
0: he wasn't, I feel like he wasn't accepting it. I feel like Uber was just like we've added a new person and we're like what?
1: Oh, because my thing, I'm like if I'm the driver and now my ride going uptown is a hundred bucks versus twenty bucks because I'm adding all these people. I'm like we're taking the local.
0: No, for sure. I, I no, yeah. it was not his fault. I feel like oh. he wasn't. I mean, all I was hearing was people were just getting at it, and I was like, "What the fuck?"
1: <laughs> and I also have heard it's also been funny. I feel Uber because people have been saying this about Uber Eats too. Like two years ago, their customer service was so amazing. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it arrived a little cold. Here's a free coup. Here, it's free. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, your order never arrived. Eat air, bitch. Like yeah, they really have like. Oh, you got um, dumped on the road. Go
0: fuck yourself. Yeah, and you're banned from the app.
1: They're <laughs> so, like, can you drop us your latitude and longitude so we can go spit on you again? Literally, oh, they would <laughs> love to. Yes. Anyway, that's
0: the last time I do that.
1: I well, was like, ten dollars. I was
0: like, that's a good saving. Well,
1: but well, let me say now, now you made it fifteen, so that actually is good because you got the five extra. Yeah, but I know what you mean. But
0: now I know I'm like not
1: worth my blood pressure. You're also. The age we are I'm at. Yeah. Comfort is priceless.
0: No, I'm definitely too yes. old. It was sad because yes. I was like looking at the highway and being like, it would have taken two seconds to get home. Anyway, your
1: first mistake? Because we're recording on a Friday. You were out that late on a Thursday? Uh,
0: well, Thursday is my <laughs> Friday. <laughs> oh, that's
1: that's true. That's true. That is so true. I was that's like, true. But yeah. Okay, 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 okay. That I allow that. I'm like, I was in bed during all this productions. I was watching the leftovers in bed, but I was in bed.
0: No, but then I had to finish our research, and then I was having a stress dream that I overslept and missed the podcast, which
1: would have oh my been God. fine, honestly. But <laughs> we would have just Yeah, we would have we would have overcome that. But yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so today we're talking about a different kind of scam, um, a not self-imposed scam, unlike my Uber (laughs) situation. We're talking about Steve Komisar, who claims the FBI once called him the Jeffrey Dahmer of fraud. Hmm. Which I'm like, unless you're decapitating your victims and like eating them, I just don't see how you would possibly be the Jeffrey Dahmer of fraud. And also, no one's heard of
1: you. That literally. (laughs) Um, And also, I don't know if, like, is the FBI big on calling people like the thing of them, that? No.
0: I mean, and it's funny. That's not really their MO. (laughs) No. And it's funny because, like, so most of this information I got from this, like, GQ profile from 2003. But they say this assertion up top. And then, like, later on, they're kind of like, oh, by the way, like, as for this whole claim that he's the Jeffrey Dahmer of fraud, um, number one, he keeps changing who coined that term. At first, he says it's an FBI agent. Then he says it's a prosecutor. Oh, but he can't remember anyone's name. And then the journalist talked to the FBI agent who arrested him, and he was like, no, absolutely fucking not. Uh-
1: <laughs> All right. So a self, the self-proclaimed.
0: Self-proclaimed, which, again, is a very weird, weird thing to proclaim yourself. Yeah. I'm like, who would you rather be a fraud? I don't know. The Beyonce of fraud.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that would be a little bit better. Well, actually, I don't want to be anybody a fraud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But if I'm going to be like somebody a fraud, I want to be somebody famous a fraud.
1: That's true. That I, that is accurate. The Beatles yeah. a
0: fraud. I don't know why I'm only going to musical Ooh, artists. But you're that going seems very like music.
1: well, they did have the Brit. They had, did have their Brit Invasion or whatever.
0: That's true. But so, this guy's none of that because honestly,
1: his that. Wikipedia page is pretty thin. So, oh, if you go to his, it's just a like a selfie, yeah, and then just a sentence. (laughs) I think he made it himself. Oh my god, he made it himself.
0: Yes. So some of his scams are kind of hilarious. So I want to caveat this too by saying, like, it is it was hard to get some info on him. So a lot of this comes from a 2003 GQ profile called "The Creep with the Golden Tongue" Uh, by Sabrina Erdley. And I heard that name and I was like, is that the same? Yes, it is the same Sabrina Erdley who reported the Rolling Stone UVA rape article that Gosh. was retracted, almost got Rolling Stone uh, bankrupt. Yes. And she left journalism forever. However, I think a big part of the reason that that article went to publication was because she was so trusted as a journalist that her editors like didn't want to push her. I mean, that was really? just one part of like many, many problems with that article. But I think she had a good reputation that they were like, well, we're going to give you a little bit of leeway in doing like a one source story kind of.
1: you think – I guess she was flying too close to something. You'd think because she had so much like – prestige and trust she'd be like why would i rock the boat but maybe she didn't think she was rock oh
0: well it was complicated because also like she believed the that's true the victim as you want to um but it just and and it was a delicate situation where like you know she needed the source to trust her um which involved kind of not not pushing her but pushing her would have actually revealed the Problems with the story like much earlier on anyway it was like a whole mess mm-hmm. many many people have dissected like how this went wrong but all that is to say i guess like a bit of an asterisk <laughs> okay so steve commissar born in december 1961 it's kind of weird to say that because you're like oh this person is my dad's age truly. <laughs> uh he grew up in beverly hills um and the gq profile said he had quote been parting men from their money since his teens
1: why really is that a it? Lana Del Rey line? It's. Like, <laughs> Yes. Okay. I'm like, that line alone, do you?
0: Literally. It also describes Young Commissar as a scrawny, unhappy teen with long hair and a passion for quaaludes. I'm like, whoa, screw it, that's like a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, very Beverly Hills, though. It's true. Well, also, what's weird is like the quaaludes don't come up in the profile again, where I'm like, huh? it seems like it would be a central part anyway i don't know so quaaludes perhaps his mom was a stay-at-home mom and his dad was a physicist um and it seems like he was a kind of smooth talker let's say from the get-go and he also realized that even though he knew he was supposed to like care about other people he just like it did not compute it's terrifying <laughs> yeah so he actually told the journalist, um, he said, I learned at a very young age that I'm very persuasive. And I realized I didn't have any trouble lying as long as the end result was getting my way. <laughs> I feel like we all know someone like that.
1: And we, it's probably oh, someone we dated. Say, Yeah, I'm like, there's no GQ spread for them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when he was 15, he skipped school one time to go to the racetrack and bet on a horse and won a good bit of money. So a light bulb went off in his head, which was that he loved money. <laughs> Groundbreaking.
1: I mean, sir, same, but gambling is one of the most terrifying things you could do, in my opinion.
0: I I mean, I agree, because I'm so risk averse. Oh, only risk averse. <laughs> so I feel like we've talked about this before, but I feel like scammers love having jobs at a young age. Like, I feel like the oh, teen mm-hmm. worker to
1: scammer pipeline seems very real. They learn the ropes and how to get around things a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because when he was 15, he got a job as a salesman at an office supply company, which I'm like, who is hiring a 15-year-old?
1: I guess the, this was the 70s. The 70s were hiring 15-year-olds. Fair. <laughs> They're, <yeah. laughs> They're just like, do you got a pack of cigarettes? Yeah, Come on in.
0: Cigarettes. So by the time he was 16, he dropped out of school to work full time. And then by the time he was 18, he actually made his own office supply company. But he, like, apparently started bribing people to order from him. Like, he would send them color TVs to try to get them to, like, purchase from him. And then he would also just, like, bill companies for stuff that he never gave them. And a lot of them would just pay invoices without checking.
1: Uh, why do I feel like the 70s were the best of times for some of this stuff? <laughs> I don't I, really know. Yeah. But it's just, like, here's this invoice. I, but actually, in his event, like, if I was getting an invoice... I mean, that's on um, them. That's on them that's to be like, them. did we actually do
0: business with that person or did business
1: do or Do a service? I, I guess it's easier for like a singular person, but like for a major company, I'm like, I'm sure someone in this company maybe did something with this.
0: Uh. Well, yeah, I w- if, it, if it was me running the scam, I would be billing like Staples or something and just hoping Ooh. that whoever's in accounting at Staples is just like there to clock in and collect their check and not really give a fuck.
1: Y'all Staples, if you're listening- Keep us posted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like that tweet where they were like, if you send your wedding invitation to a billionaire or famous person, there's a non-zero chance that they will just send you back a gift because their assistant will just be like, All right, send a gift, whatever.
1: That's re- I gotta that's something to actually consider. I wanna see someone actually try that that's true. and then see the results. That's true. Okay, but sometimes he would run a little
0: telemarketing scheme where he would call up a company's office supply manager and tell them they won a microwave, but they could only collect on the prize if they had an active account with him, which is very 70s because now we'd be like, I'm going to go to Walmart for 20 bucks. Like, I don't want a fucking microwave.
1: (laughs) I'm like, yeah, what what are we doing here?
0: (laughs) But yeah, so he'd say, oh, in order to get the prize, you have to have an account with us. So he'd be like, you know what, let's just set you up with like some ballpoint pen, something small, get you this microwave. And then ooh. he would ship them a $1,000 worth of pens. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if they were good ones, I do love a pen.
0: I do love a pen. That's true. I feel like you're always losing pens. so
1: You're always looking for them. And when you've had your favorite type of pen, ooh, it hits so well.
0: But I also feel like a $1,000 worth of pens is like a tower of pens. Ta- oh,
1: <laughs> leaning tower. Yes.
0: <laughs> the delivery people come and you're like, what are we going to do with that? <laughs> but they always paid up. So again, his grift is working. But I can't imagine he had too many repeat customers because, like, the people he tricked would lose their jobs because they'd be like, "Why did you fucking pay for a thousand dollars worth of pens? <laughs> and what are we gonna do with this microwave?"
1: Yeah, they're like, "Oh, <laughs> it's truly the most random assortment of things to a pen and a microwave. They don't even go together." <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's no, there's no connection. That's true. Like Sarah said, he has been scamming from a young age, and did love his scams. They were a part of his life. So uh, he also started selling what he advertised as solar powered clothes dryer for a little under fifty dollars forty nine dollars and ninety five cents to be exact. I remember reading that those prices are always priced like that because people are like, "Oh, that is a deal."
0: Yeah, you're like under, it's under fifty dollars.
1: Yeah, and it's like, is it with tax and shipping? But also, I love a, a solar powered clothes dryer. I'm like. I'm intrigued.
0: I mean, 50 bucks is ridiculously cheap for a dryer, so this is why I'm like, this is sketch.
1: If you were trying to sell me a $50 solar-powered clothes dryer, I'm like, are you trying to sell me the sun? Well. I mean, we'll <laughs> get into it. Well. <laughs> Alas. The ad promised a scientifically proven space-age method using only <laughs> the power of the sun. And he is not talking about S-O-N. He's talking S U N. He's not saying... Hire your children to go to the laundromat, he's saying, Here comes the sun. Do do (laughs) do do. Sorry, the Beatles. Hey, he is the Beatles. There we go. It all comes comes the sun. Yes. When people would (laughs) order them and open the package, they would receive a clothesline. Mm. Honestly, that's kind of amazing. Like, where's the lie? It is the most <laughs> chef's kiss, hats tip, hats off situation ever. How many times do you think people opened it, saw that, and was like, I guess this is the plug? Where's the other stuff? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Where do we put where, – where, where, where's, the, where's the Bosch or whatever that brand is?
0: It's kind of amazing because I, I feel like the only part that's false advertising is saying that it's a space-age method because it's a very – you know rudimentary method but other that's than that world. i'm like it's a clothes dryer it uses only the
1: power of the sun like and it depends what the wiring is because if the wiring's more modern it is space age then yeah <laughs> so we'll go that and i do have to say i feel any person who wasn't um well i don't know if actually i was gonna say any advertising majors listening are probably like oh that's good advertising but maybe not because like you probably would get sued or something like that for mm, false probably, advertising. Probably. but it's not yeah. false i mean I, We'll get into it. Is it false advertising? Who knows? <laughs> he also sold diet pills in California, and the California Department of Health said they were basically just aspirin and caffeine. Uh, I mean, again. <laughs> oh, am I, I mean, do I do this now in our land of body positivity? No. But years ago, when I would try to want to like feel thinner and skinnier. I know those are both to the same phrase. Would I be like, oh, let me just have like coffee and see if I'm no longer hungry? Yes. Did it work? Never. (laughs) (laughs) But there is. I could see. I would probably be purchasing these aspirin and caffeine pills. (laughs) I mean, I
0: feel like that's well, because I feel like it's the 70s. They're like, where's the amphetamines? Like, this is not a real diet pill. But nowadays, I think a lot of diet pills are just a fuck ton of caffeine. Yes. And like taurine and
1: shit. Uh, he also once scammed a girlfriend out of 50000 because she thought she was investing in real estate. Oof. And <laughs> she was investing in, I guess, his bank's real estate <laughs> oh, because boy. it was going into his bank account. Oh, no. Ladies, ladies, leave your scams at home. That's so sad. <laughs> 50000 Hopefully, he was spending some of it on her. So
0: it kind of went back to her in an indirect you think,
1: way. You think? I don't know.
0: I don't think, I hope so. but I'm hoping.
1: And, you know, she was telling everybody, like, guys, I got a good one. We're, like, buying something together. No, it's serious. No. (sighs) Accidentally in love. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, that is why girls always keep a separate checking account for yourself. Actually, I don't know if you have to do that, but I would just say. (laughs) The risk averse in me says, keep your money safe. Anyway, we'll save that for Betch's bride. (laughs) By the time he's 19, Steve is living. His best life. He's in an Alfa Romero, fancy car. Yeah. And doing all the drugs. (laughs) All right. (laughs) They're trying to catch him riding dirty, essentially. (laughs) He's like, y'all, these are just diet pills. Oh, my God. Four years into his office supply stam, it gets shut down by a specific government body.
0: Mm, The FBI?
1: mm, I want everybody listening right now in the next five seconds to think (laughs) about what company it was. And if you said the post office, you were right on the money.
0: <laughs> it's always the post office. They always get you. They, they
1: I know the post office always knows. They do. <laughs> so he was given community service and five years probation. Slap on the wrist. Slap well, on the wrist. Like barely. I mean, he, a narcissist who has to talk to just people doing community service, he's in heaven. <laughs> then he opens a gambling service that sold quote, unquote, inside information on horse races for thousands of dollars. During this time, he claims he earned about $3 million in two years. But, I mean, who knows if that's true. But people do bet a lot of money on horses. People do.
0: People do. So then in March 1990, he was arrested and then realized he was like, oh, crap, they're going to bring the hammer down on me. So he wrote a letter to the judge begging him for mercy. And it worked. The judge just gave him another five years probation and at this point, he's 29. So in 1992, when Steve's about a year into his probation, he starts working in Beverly Hills as a broker for a company called Texas Oil, where he was trying to get investments for like new oil wells. Hmm. Yeah, he was on the straight and narrow.
1: Okay, there, all right, you know,
0: we'll uh, we'll give it to him. No. Just kidding. There was no Texas Oil Company. There were no oil wells. This is just another scam. So there was no company, there was no oil. He literally just bought numbers off a broker and was cold calling people from an office that he was renting or something, which is like, okay, Jen Shah.
1: Oh, Elizabeth Holmes bestie as hell.
0: <laughs> so he he told prospective investors that they would start getting 19,000 a month in royalties if they Ooh. just paid an initial investment of 50 grand.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. And then if they seemed skeptical, he was like, "Oh, just call the Oil Regulation Bureau. Like, they'll confirm this is all legit, which he said was kind of like the Better Business Bureau, but for oil." Which is funny because the Better Business Bureau is also a scam. Like, let's just I feel like we should just go on a tangent for a second to talk about that. Oh.
1: Yeah, literally.
0: But it is it's not a government agency and they have no power to like enforce anything.
1: But their branding is so strong.
0: It is so strong. You just put Bureau in anything, and I think people think it's legit. That's actually
1: uh, – I do. <laughs> that's going to be my scam. Yeah. I'm just going to be the Bureau of Bureau. The, the Bureau of Bureau. Uh, the BB. I love Hi it. Hi, BB. Yeah. <laughs> Hi I'm, BB. Like, I'm like, you need to just do better, guys. And they're like, shit. I'm mean, like, for $500, we can make this all go away.
0: Yes. I, I think that's how the BBB does work. Yeah. yeah I think They're so. like, "Oh, you got a bad review. Um, okay, just pay us money and we'll take it down."
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the best um <laughs> 2020 called it the best ratings money can buy. So
0: Oh. Ah! Uh-oh. Yeah, see? There we go. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh-oh. Uh, and and here's the other thing too, the Oil Regulation Bureau. The phone number when you called it, it would just route to one of Comstar's numbers.
1: Okay, that's smart. He was able to do the routing thing. Yeah, it's
0: kind of like when you just ask a friend to be a reference for a job.
1: Do that so many times. Right? And okay, who am I pretending
0: to be? Like the editor in chief of Cosmo? Okay, Uh, got
1: it. Yeah, I'm full Anna Wintour. I'm like, I don't have time to chat.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So, first, they call a fake uh, regulatory agency that's just Steve putting on a different voice, essentially.
1: (laughs) It just went Elizabeth Holmes.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, right? Hello.
1: <laughs> Hi.
0: Yes, this is the oil regulation bureau. We're gonna change the world with one drop of oil.
1: One drop of oil. First they call you crazy, then they call the BBB.
0: <laughs> okay, yes. So okay, then if the mark was like, okay, I'm down, I'm gonna invest. This this scam was like extremely, extremely convoluted. So like buckle up and and have a diet pill because you're gonna need the focus. <laughs> <laughs> so first he would pick people up. At bus stations or, like, he would just find people who were down on their luck or vulnerable or needed money and, like, wouldn't ask questions, basically. So, he would – (laughs) Yeah. So, he'd give them $100 to open up a bank account or rent a mailbox using their own driver's license, which he would then use for his fake business. Okay. So, first, you have, like, a bank account – basically, like, a bank account under an alias or – a P.O. box, but it wasn't through the post office, so not actually a P.O. box because <laughs> it was through like a private company, but you know what I mean. Like under, Just an N. box, yeah. Yeah, like under an alias mm-hmm. or not even an alias because it's a real person, but you know what I mean. So not Steve.
1: <laughs> yes, under, under an unsuspecting person who is now duped into this.
0: Yes. So then the person he was scamming would mail either a cashier's check or a money order to what they thought was the Texas oil company's address, but was actually just one of these mailboxes. So then the check would get forwarded to two or sometimes three other mailbox aliases. I feel like he has like a whole web.
1: This is really, yeah.
0: Yes, he has a whole web of people who he gave $100 to one time, pretty much, to open up a mailbox. It could get forwarded to like as many three different mailboxes before it would finally get deposited into a bank one of the bank accounts set up by one of these people. So then, <laughs> it's not even over. He would then transfer the money between accounts just to like oh move it God. around literally.
1: How I'm like how did he even like know to how
0: did he even like what? Exactly. Oh, and you thought he was done? So no. <laughs> <laughs> so then he would find brokers who sold gold bars or coins through the mail. So he would send a check under an alias to one of these brokers who would mail the gold to one of these boxes again. Then (laughs) I'm tired. Then he would take the gold and sell it back for cash at like a cash for gold type situation. Okay. And he would even get another proxy, someone from a bus station, to sell the gold for him to get the cash.
1: Wow. Which he, bus stops are so integral to his plans.
0: It, truly. <laughs> <laughs> this man clean up at Port Authority.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or Uber is, pools. That's how we would recruit people. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> Seriously. I also am like, I feel like the payout at a cash for gold is not great. Like, yeah, I, I mean, feel like you're just losing money for the sake of moving it around.
1: I've never had the gold to get the cash. So I didn't, I, but I always, whenever I see a sign for that, they don't strike me as the place where I'm like, you're leaving with a fair deal.
0: Yes, I feel you're not getting the full value. Yeah, because they take a cut, obviously.
1: But I guess if he's losing no money for any of this, he don't care.
0: Yeah, well, it's like he's not getting the full investment by the time he mm. moves it around and converts it to gold and takes it back into cash. That's yeah, it's a lot.
1: I feel he was. This was. This strikes me more of like he would just loved the rush.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's also so much effort that I'm like, you really could have just gotten a job. <laughs> Like, this is so much effort that it's more effort than, than a job. Yeah, and, that, and you don't get healthcare care with this. You don't get health care. Um, at, at an office job, usually you don't have to worry about going to prison.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's so much extra work for what?
1: <laughs> Literally.
0: <laughs> and this process could take weeks. So I'm like, he's like, oh, you guys, I'm sorry. My money's tied up in gold
1: hey i'm sorry yeah uh rents do i'll have the i'll have the rent i can i give you a gold coin in the meantime it's like is this like the chocolate fake pirate chocolate like what are we doing here
0: it could take weeks but it was so involved that like a lot of investigators would just give up because they'd be like yeah. what the fuck? trying to follow the money they were getting lost
1: which and i they're like, relate to who the fuck even like who cares i i would be i would be halfway through be like who cares yeah. <laughs>
0: You've been trying to like, for me to write out in this outline how he was doing this. I was like, what? I'm tired.
1: But that's also a perk of office (laughs) jobs that he's missing on halfway through. You could just be like, I think I can just get to stop this and focus on something else. And no one's going to do anything.
0: That's true. You're like, I think I'm getting a a cold. Like you guys I have a headache. So then by tomorrow, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to call out sick.
1: Yes. And then you do that on a Thursday. You're out on Friday. It's Monday. There's a new. Yes. A new thing to chase.
0: But yes, this doesn't even sound fun because he said he lived in a constant state of, like, paranoia and would be doing these deals at night and just was, no like, fit. only doing it because he was addicted to the rush, basically.
1: hmm
0: But then by age 32, he gets back into gambling at the racetrack. Oh, gosh. And um, pretty soon was, like, losing a lot of money.
1: Horse race? I don't understand how people – I know there's, like – I don't know if there is a science to it, but – I People think you so study
0: off. all the stats and stuff and you just try to make a educated guess. But, no, thank you know, you. as with any kind of sports, betting, anything can happen.
1: Allie Golding, anything can happen. It's a
0: gamble. They call it a gamble for a reason. <laughs> they sure do. So then he starts writing checks to himself from these like other accounts. And I feel like that's what finally gets the FBI to come knocking mm-hmm. in January of 1994 And he gets 46 months in prison this time.
1: All right. Closer to four years. So while in prison, he started, you know, he had all this free time. He started writing. He's like, you know what? I'm finally going to crack open that Google Drive, that Google Doc, and write my novel. I feel that's what everyone always says they're going to be doing. (laughs) <laughs> a- anytime they have free time. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to write that uh, great American novel uh, on myself. But his was more of a personal story. America's Guide to Fraud Prevention. Advice on how to avoid con men like himself. Can I say, good person to buy from.
0: Yes. Like, okay, Frank Abagnale. I feel like they yeah, will I- do this. This is the this is Scammer Act 2. Is like, I did this bad thing But here's how you can avoid falling victim to people like me, but also you got to give me money in order to find out how not to give your money to people like me.
1: Right. It really is like the greatest hit (laughs) setup. He dedicated his book to the judge that kept him out of prison the second time.
0: That's nice. Yeah. He's like, hey, (laughs) thank you.
1: And that judge is like, "Can you please not let people know?" I did that?
0: It's like shouts out to a real one.
1: He's like, "Please, I'm not involved."
0: <laughs> and the judge is like, "I don't know her."
1: He wrote the book under an alias, Brett Champion. Good name. <laughs> so, and he also kind of Loki becomes like famous from this book. He starts doing like the talk show circuit. Appeared on Dateline and Crook and Chase. Love how that was a show name.
0: <laughs> yeah, that kind of sounds like uh like a an American bistro. Where they're like, we do things a little differently and the, the whiskey is like smoked in the old fashioned or something.
1: And the differently is like the fries are sold in like a metal cup. So that you think there's a lot of them, but there's like eight <laughs> and it's separately from the sandwich.
0: Yes, it's just I saw arranged some about
1: in a cone. Yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, I just want them on a plate so I can dip them on ketchup and I know how many are left. Smart.
0: Smart. They I need to like... revolution. But I do like when they serve the fries in the little mini fry basket that oh, looks I love like the, the one oh. you dip in the fryer. So cute.
1: Oh, Nothing I love more than that. Yes. And I do have to say, for the Parmesan truffle fries, when that happens, there should be more layers of Parmesan through it. Anyway, I digress. Because it's always just on top, so you get one really great... It's what happens with nachos. Too. It happens with everything. Yes. Guys, that is life. <laughs> you're so <laughs> excited when something... technology needs to improve. <laughs> so excited when something first starts and then you get onto the bottom of it, you're like, it's just life. All right. Um. So he'd be like, see how easy you can fall for it? But I'm a good guy now. And yet, in 1998 was arrested for soliciting investments for a fake quiz show involving Joe Namath. Like the sir does not stop. I guess he want he realized he wanted to do a second book, so he was like, I need to do something I need to make something happen here. So he got close to a hundred thousand dollars from an investor in Iowa. He got 33 months in prison, and his third wife, yes, this man has had multiple gals, filed for divorce and took their five-year-old daughter. Smart move, honey, run run. He got out September 9th, 2001 and finally out of prison. After that, Steve convinces his family court he's making money the old-fashioned honorable way. Chubbies!
0: Well, I also wanted to say, in the profile they talk about how he says that he was pissed off that September 11th stole his thunder of getting out of prison. <laughs> Sir.
1: Sir! He should talk to Willa Ford who was like, my career of a pop star got interrupted by that, too. So Oof. I'm sure the two of them can talk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but now he's in showbiz, baby. <laughs> <acting>. The
0: honorable <laughs> profession of acting.
1: Yeah, you know, Chicago. Uh, he actually landed <laughs> a bit part in a movie playing the boyfriend of a con woman. And the people involved had no idea he was a con man. That is just how you know you're good at acting.
0: Oh, my gosh. Life imitates art or the other way around.
1: They're like, why are you so good at being a bitter partner of a con person? <laughs> Ask my three wax wives. <laughs> yeah. While the GQ reporter was literally interviewing him, he told her about the next game he was running, duping an 84-year-old man into investing in a show called Trends of the 21st Century.
0: No. Again, why? I don't like the Jen Shah
1: No uh, connection. He eventually got 500K out of this man.
0: That's, No.
1: No. I'm almost like, well, I have 500k when I made it for. I hope so. I hope
0: so because we one time we had a like our company's um retirement account like a rep come in from uh-huh. that firm I'm bank, scared. I don't know. And he was like, "So, you're going to need a few you're going to need millions to retire plural." And I was like, "What?" "Oh, I guess I will just die." Like, <laughs> That's the two options. I need
1: millions to retire.
0: Millions is plural. Yes. <laughs> For so what? To live, live and not be working and have medical oh. bills.
1: God, that's true. Yeah, I think your I think your alternative is the the more actual one.
0: Yeah. Anything more likely, anyway.
1: So whatever. I think so too. <laughs> Shouts out to nobody actually being able to retire and global warming. <laughs> Deuces. Um. <laughs> uh but yeah before getting caught and he pled guilty of eight counts of mail and wire fraud for stealing from this lovely well actually i don't know if he was a lovely guy but he was just 84 then from prison he writes to an acquaintance asking them to tell a wild lie to help him get off this gets him more time for obstruction and he was facing up to 50 years in prison
0: oops so (laughs) here's the final phase kind of so he actually was released from prison in 2018 so he did spend You know, a good chunk of time there. And in January 2023, he sends out a press release that says, after getting released from prison in 2018 for fraud, Komissar is having a difficult time getting (coughs) acting jobs. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: This was even before the strike.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So he decided to try something totally different. Komissar is going to make amends for his transgressions by helping the homeless and needy children. Okay, it goes on.
1: Also, like the term "needy children," go on, sir.
0: Yeah, it it goes on. He's cashing in his two point six million lifetime Marriott Bonvoy hotel points <laughs> uh-huh. for Starbucks gift cards, huh? And is passing them out to the homeless in the West Los Angeles neighborhood where he grew up. Didn't he grow up in Beverly Hills? Beverly
1: Hills. I was reading. I think that. Um, I don't know. I think this was recent. Beverly Hills is up in arms that they are trying to, because I think there's a new California law where, and I think this is a lot lot of places where they need to have like areas for affordable housing. Yeah. Beverly Hills is not happy about that.
0: Rude.
1: I'm like, y'all, yeah. But I'm also loving just throwing out Starbucks gift cards to people on the streets of Beverly Hills.
0: Well, I'm like, you, uh, so first of all, (laughs) you're converting hotel points into gift cards, which I'm like, if you want to do something good, like just give the money. Yeah. Or buy the gift. Card, I don't know.
1: B- like b- Amex gift cards.
0: Yeah. Use your money. And also, like, how did you acquire 2.6 million hotel points? Because I feel like it was not through staying at a bunch of Marriott's.
1: That's also really true. And also, no, I don't know how Marriott does their business. There are times where I have saved so many points from things and I'm like, what's the conversion? And it's like, 45 bucks it was literally and i'm like wait no, no 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 i have it's that's gonna be me retiring also like so i think i have millions they're like you have 75 yeah. oh 401k <laughs> like truly i'm just gonna be like i got it
0: Wait, that's such a good point. What is the points to Starbucks gift cards conversion? Like it's, he's like, he is a $100 oh. gift card and he's like, here you go. Three Fix spinach and of egg white
1: wraps. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Seriously.
0: Okay. He also said he would be donating WWE tickets and Lion what? King tickets.
1: No one wants that, sir. I mean, yes, but not, not the biggest fish to fry.
0: Yeah, and as for if he actually did this, we really – the only evidence that I was able to find, I like went on his social media and I was like, surely if he did this there. – first of all, he has 100-something thousand followers and is verified, so –
1: Oh, sir, do spawn con. Like, you're fine.
0: I need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yes, wait, huh? But I was like, surely if this happened, like there would be a video, like there would be something. The only evidence we have is like, first of all, number one, he posted a screenshot of like – what he's purporting to be an article from a news outlet, but it's actually just the press release like that, I think, gets picked up on a wire. Obsessed. So <laughs> this press release that says last month, Comazar donated four front row seats to the Lion King and the Pantages Theater in Hollywood. The pricey VIP package included backpacks filled with Disney swag and a meet and greet with the cast members. The needy family of four exuded tears of joy as they enjoyed this magical experience that they will remember for the rest of their lives. Why do I feel like this is one of those Reddit posts that's like, and then everybody clapped?
1: Oh, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, wow, the hero.
0: Yeah, I feel like he wrote this himself.
1: 2,000%.
0: Yeah, and then there's like another paragraph in the press release that talks about how he donated uh, ringside seats to a live television taping of WWE SmackDown Um, And then says, the father told us his son was so ecstatic, he can't stop talking about the best night of his life.
1: Well, I mean, if it's true, God bless, but something tells me, we won't know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's it's so vague. And then also according to the press release, he's giving up the scams, pursuing acting full time, and will be filming the sequel to Tough Luck, which was that first movie that he got cast in. Uh Uh We'll see about that. But he's also the host of a... Podcast apparently called Scam Junkie, which was apparently a top podcast of
1: 2023. Um, ha, What? Yeah. There's two reviews on it, so I don't know if it's- Wait, are you serious? On iTunes. I don't know if it's big Spotify. Two reviews? Whoa. Yeah. Maybe he-
0: <laughs> I mean, okay, because I went- I don't know why I'm like believing what I see on social media, but he posted like something- Oh my God, it's another fucking press release that got picked up on the AP- You got scammed! I got scammed. It looks like an AP article because it's just picked up on AP's wire. But it says, Scam Junkie and Crime Junkie, square off for best podcast of 2023. But he doesn't even crop. He needs to crop better. I shouldn't be giving him advice. Mm -hmm. But then you can see on the bottom, it says like Los Angeles, California, the date, blah, blah, blah. And then it says like EINpresswire.com, which just means that they're like republishing his own press release.
1: Yeah. Okay, so there we go.
0: Oh, I almost fell for it too. If it weren't for you meddling kids, if it weren't for you meddling, (laughs) oh my god,
1: kids. Well, that should be his next episode. How to not fall for a PR blast? Wow,
0: I gotta kind of respect that though, honestly.
1: Oh, because also it's a very such a specifically random no gain thing that you're like, I guess maybe.
0: Yes. Also, like I feel like. Everyone in LA is running this scam, so I that that's like not even a scam, I feel. That's
1: like. actually true. It's um self-promo. Self-promo and manifesting. He's manifesting. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this year will be easier for that.
0: Yes. So guys, just learn how to write a press release.
1: Half the battle, the majority of the battle. While well, I would say go give him a rating and review because his podcast needs it, I'd really prefer if you guys just give it to our podcast on Facebook. You know, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen.
0: Instagram at Not Another True Crime. You can follow me on social media at Sarah Lamim.
1: You can follow me at Cash Cashmere, Cashmere with a K.
0: And thank you for listening.
1: We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime podcast is produced by Rebecca Steinberg and Sean Kilby. Editing by Rebecca Steinberg. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.